Hello and welcome to another episode of Boogie Special. Or of Boogie, but it's a special episode of Boogie. Um, and I am Agnetta, the today's host, and I'm so thrilled to have not only one or two, but three guest hosts with me in the kind of temporary studio that is today's setting. Um, and we'll be kind of sharing two mics between the four of us. So I hope that you, the listener, can keep track of who's saying what and yeah, that uh, that you'll enjoy this episode, which is with um, a group here in Bristol called Tar Tara Klöcken. Is that right? Tara Klöcken yeah. Trio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. And um, I'll just pass the mic around real quick so that you guys can introduce yourselves. Um, yeah. I'm Tara. Uh, I'm Pat. I'm Pat. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not really. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Sonny. Hi all. I'm so uh, I'm so thrilled that you were up for doing this radio show with me. Um, yeah, because I guess um, I live in Bristol at the moment, and so do you. And uh, I don't know. There was something about um, moving to a completely new place where you don't know anything that can be a bit scary sometimes. But somehow, for me, knowing your music and really loving your music, it made me feel. Uh, a little less scared to go somewhere because I knew that this music was coming from this place. <laughs> and uh, it's also some music that really makes me, like when I listen to your music, I, I can't help but wondering what you are listening to because I feel like there's so many different influences in the tracks. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe we should start off by listening to one of your songs and then uh, just listen to a bunch of music afterwards. Sweet. Nice. Okay, so um, <laughs> so I guess um, the first track we'll listen to, we talked about in spring, if that's cool with you. Mm -hmm. Nice. Thank you. 
Okay, so that was um, in spring. Just, uh, yeah, I hope that can maybe give an impression of what you sound like as a, as a group, mm. one of many. Um, but uh, I'm so curious to hear what you brought to the show. Yeah. Um, shall I go first? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it does. Cool. Um, again, <coughs> I'm We'll do the so- Sword Jewel one first. Should I search it or should I talk about it first? Talk about that first, then I'll search it. So the first track I've got is... Um, cool, I did not say it. It's like Sword Jewel or Sour Jewel, I would not say. It's like a French uh, band. It's like a group, but I think there's one guy who's the main person. But we saw him at Strange Brew, uh, which is a Bristol venue, a year or two ago. And got the CD and then rinsed it in the car when we've been away which is a very good driving CD but it's interesting he's like they're from mid France but they sing in kind of old French dialects mainly I think mainly Occitan which is from the 
southern region of France is kind of like Marseille is in Occitane, Occitania, and then there's bits of like north west Italy and northeast Spain are all part of it. And like when me and Tyra went to Marseille a little while ago, and it was just very interesting how passionate people were about that regional identity and you know the language and stuff and like you know, I think especially in Marseille people don't identify that much as French all the time and you know have a stronger regional sense kind of thing and I think because we've <clears throat> been able to go around Europe a little bit more recently and like play gigs and it's really fascinating seeing how all the cultures uh, bleed together and how like arbitrary a lot of like you know national borders are and that like a lot of people have more in common with people on the other side of borders and that you know these a lot of these boundaries are very new actually and you know these people a lot of the cultures that pre-existed them you know are still important to the people that live there and go that way further so it's like something that's really fascinating i've become quite fascinated in like reading a lot about like anthropology and stuff and the celts in france and all of europe which is very interesting and i like yeah i mean this music it's like has some kind of folk traditions to it and it also uses modern sounds like some of the songs almost sound a bit like industrial techno and some sound really uh you know like pure folky kind of vibe so and live it was amazing it was like a really cool gig and like had a very like mm. uh like passionate energy and it's nice to see people i think like increasingly places and people are like tapping into those kind of cultures like almost like a reaction towards you know global globalization in a kind of like homogenizing capitalist sense, not to ramp too much. Mm. It's cool to see people like digging, you know, digging into their roots in order to, you know, not from, because often these, you know, these cultures don't go hand in hand with xenophobia. They're often actually like more forgiving and liberal and like, you know, people who recognizing how people have been exploited by powers is like something that unites exploited groups of people or, you know, whatever group, in whatever place they exist, whatever geography kind mm -hmm. of thing yeah um yeah so that is that's what i like about that song <laughs> 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 also it's good it sounds it's very good music <laughs> but it's also fascinating yeah to hear people singing in the time and stuff it's really cool yeah um yeah should we give it a spin mm -hmm. yeah so this is sojo and the song is uh rondolera Ah, 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 ah,
Chaque chose en une chavant Cette fois tu ne diras pas ces choses Quand viennent nos madame printemps Point rien de plus leur Sur un ostré probable, comme il m'apporte la province ou pour une chose assegurada, nous fouet fantôme le mot certain. De Piosa Catajo ou Chana ou caramel rasa, je suis un pas d'homme, il me pelande, banné chien d'homme, il me trompe. C'est toute chose futile, ce prince, une ultime assimée. De la yompa ou valentise Force à traparer le nom De qui ont besoin de t'aimer à plus Ce nom de balance à belle ou moins Quantita mathématico Cher volé moi Pour ma famille Je la la loi pas ça la fontaine Tout la I mean, that was great. Yeah. Really, uh, yeah, really, really wonderful. You just highlighted while the song was playing that it's a mixture of uh, Italian and French, mm. the language. I think the yeah, Ossetan language is it's mainly French, but there's like various Italian elements to it because the Ossetan region extended into Italy as well as Spain. So it's like kind of like an amalgamation of it. But it's kind of like sounds like French, but with like Italian words and pronunciations thrown in there quite a lot. I actually found out recently, so I've been like looking into the history of um, Celts and stuff like that. Um, and just like European history, which has been very interesting. Uh, and actually Marseille was founded by the ancient Greeks and no like Gallic tribes went into the South of France until a lot more recently. So 
that's why I think Marseille's always had like a separate that region of like Provence which actually was comes from province which was like a province of Rome after Rome took over it which is after the Greeks so it was never part of the kind of like Celtic world or whatever and the Gaulic world until much later on and the Greeks gave them wine which is where French people got wine from which is very interesting and you can kind of see that like when we were in Marseille recently and I kind of think it felt like you know you could be in an Italian city and you know depending on how those boundaries were drawn because Italy became you know a whole country in the late 1800s and you know, if all the lines were drawn differently after certain wars, you know, maybe that would have been part of Italy rather than France, you know, and maybe has more in common in a lot of ways, which is why it kind of makes you realise how arbitrary it is to distinguish based on modern borders kind of thing. Yes, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something I never understood, like, should we strip? I, I struggle with it, and I think being British, it's weird because, you know, we have our... You know, there are countries within Britain, which obviously England has kind of, like, done its had its way with like Wales and Scotland and Ireland kind of thing but there's still the hard border of the coastline so you know I think it's still feels kind of simple and I think that also like allows us to feel a little bit more I think that allows English people to discredit Welsh and Scottish and Irish culture well less Irish but Welsh and Scottish because they're like it's like a little landmass and it's part of our thing but then when you go to Europe and you realise how messy that situation is and you know like how much people have moved across that continent you know like the Celts started out in uh, Switzerland and Austria that's where they came from and then like you know from Indo-Europeans and like migrated across Europe and you realise it's like it's nonsensical for anyone to think that anyone belongs anywhere particularly because of you know what their roots are the colour of their skin is or anything because everyone's just been like flowing around the planet for like a million years or you know nearly that kind of thing and yeah it's just like it's done to be like this is the way it is now and that's how it belongs because you know we just like drew the maps now mm. and that's that you know and it probably will continue hopefully it will continue to change you know mm. yeah abolish borders and <laughs> 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 That's a hard context to follow. Yeah. <laughs> For you, Pat. <laughs> um, but first, regardless. So I go next. If um, you want to. Yeah, the first song I wanted to play was um it's uh it's like a jazz standard called Autumn Leaves. I don't know who wrote it, but it's like had has many, many different versions. And I think I've been uh, trying to like kind of learn it recently and without listening to it that much. And for me, the melody kind of sounds really kind of sad and forlorn. Um, but then, you know, after like playing it through a couple of times, I listen to a load of versions and it's like, oh, everyone plays it really fun and upbeat. Um, but this version is uh, Vince Garaldi's version, which uh, does capture that kind of like forlorn mood that I get from the melody and the and the sound of it. That's interesting because he normally plays like kind of fun upbeat jazz so it's weird that he's gone for the sad angle. Yeah, yeah. You're like a happy jazz guy. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it, it, it almost starts like um, a right man enough prelude. Like mm. the, the like intro before he gets into it is just like this big, like sad, yeah, big, big piano chords mm. um, and it's great. I love it. But um, yeah, and it does feel quite sad. Who are the like famous versions by? Um, the, I think the most famous one is Nat King Cole. Oh right, because yeah. um, there is there is lyrics. Um, oh yeah, and it's sung, but um, Vince Gardy's version is just straight piano on its own, um, and it's it. <laughs> 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 
Um, Pedro, is your main instrument the, instrument the piano? Yes. <laughs> um, that's my only instrument. <laughs> so I, got, <laughs> I can play the piano accordion mm. with the right hand with the keyboard. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, yeah, I just play piano. This was such a lovely, uh, really lovely piano track. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, Vince Grady's awesome. He did the, the Peanut soundtrack, which is just great. <laughs> mm. um, and yeah, you play piano good. <laughs> <laughs> you brought a track as well, Tanya. Or yeah. several tracks. Yeah, I think it's good to follow uh, Pat's one as well, actually, because it's kind of feelsy in the same kind of way. Went for a, went for a kind of a mosh one. Um, it's called Cafe of the Moors um, by Simon Fisher-Turner. Um, and it's on an album called Caravaggio 1610, um, which is actually from a soundtrack or it, the, the album is a soundtrack, but I have not seen the film. We tried to... I know to, uh, feeling so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, look, I really, really love the album and played it loads, but I just haven't got around We tried to, to watch it the other day, but then couldn't find a, a good quality stream. Oh, or yeah, couldn't find right. any stream, I think, actually. Yeah. But I do want to watch it. Yeah, someone someone send us the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, also, I, I just looked up the film, and it's the first ever film that Tilda Swinton... <gasps> And Sean Bean were ever in. It's their film That's debut. Yeah, what's his name? The director. Top paragraph of Wikipedia. What's his name? Uh, Derek Jarman. <laughs> Derek Jarman, yeah. yeah. He had the, he's got the house in Margate. No, in Margate, no. sorry, in um, Weird Beach Place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a really famous house and it's got like a garden and like it's in a really weird, oh, I wish I remember what it's called. I'll tell you, I'll remember it in a minute. It's like a beach in the south of England and it looks really weird. It's like, um, this huge like shingle area and there's just these huts like people live on these huts uh, on it's it. It's like a spit, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It kind of feels like a Marscape. It's like really yeah. windy. It's really hard. And there's like one pub on there. Dungeness. And then they built Dungeness, yeah. <laughs> and then they built a power station there. So at night time it's like pitch black except this huge power station that looks like um a bit like Blade Runner. Yeah, right? yeah. And then there's these old huts that people like live in like it's a really fascinating place actually, it's really weird. And the director had a house there and it's quite famous. Yeah, so that's the director of the film of the this album is the soundtrack of that film. Yes. Um and it's just really, really, really beautiful guitar. Um yeah, I find it really, really emotional. It sounds like someone someone crying with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> um yeah, and I've just like I've got a particular interest in like Acoustic guitar at the moment, like classical guitar. She bloody loves it. I bloody love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You've been learning about yeah, classical guitar. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying. Like, um, yeah, some some of the like, yeah, really basic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I got a little um, like, you know, have you seen like proper classical guitarists have like a little footrest? Yeah. I got one then. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but it's actually just um it's like a push up bar push up bars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the right height and stuff though. Um yeah, so I feel pretty pretty cool doing that. That's pretty dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, check out check out this sound, it's beautiful. <laughs>
Good, uh, that was a really good cry on yeah. the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know him, um, Simon Fisher Turner. Um, yeah, this is actually the only album of his I've listened to, but mm. absolutely rinsed it. I've listened to a bit of other stuff, like uh, it seems like a mainly soundtracks he does, mm. and they're quite varied. He played it at the at Strangebury recently. Strangebury? Oh, yeah. And we missed it. I, I didn't know when you saw it, it was sick, but well, I asked. Uh, one friend who'd been there what it was like and he was like yeah it was rubbish it was just this guy like uh, just like shredding guitar over this over like backing tracks and it was really rubbish and then I asked you and you said it was really good yeah which I thought was interesting <laughs> it, was, uh, it was divisive yeah I, like I probably would have enjoyed it I think you would have what did, what did he do tell us what, what happened it was like super mixed uh, it was a long time ago I can't remember exactly but I remember walking away from it thinking like his set was incredibly diverse uh, and he like went through various different genres you know it's clearly like a very um, uh, has has gone through a lot of music and made a lot of various different things and mm. it's just like playing a lot of stuff live that's really cool the show was varied in vibes you might say yes I think I did, yeah <laughs> nice. Um, should I play another track? Yeah, yeah, yeah do sweet. It. I took the liberty of not really um, bringing a lot of music because I would prefer to hear what you brought. <laughs> but I did bring one other track that sweet. we can listen nice. to. Yeah. Um, another, yeah, I don't know the Bristol music scene so well, but one of the few people that I do know from here is uh, Tricky. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I thought maybe we could listen to something from his uh, Nearly God project. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, poems by Nearly God. First I learned to see myself 
You promised me powers You promised me powers You promised me
That was Poems by Nearly God. And now we're back with a probably slightly different microphone quality than <laughs> the rest of the program. Uh, but I hope it's going to be okay. <laughs> Here we go with the mouth High sounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My second song mm-hmm. is by a producer called Gavsborg, who's from Jamaica. And I'm oh, sorry, I discovered him because discovered him at a live uh, concert at Strangeburg again. I was going to try and see, well, the only name I knew was Time Cal, who's like someone in his group, who unfortunately couldn't actually make it to that gig because of visa problems. Um, so it was just Gavsborg and an MC, whose name I can't actually remember right now, but she was great and is also like a solo musician, does her own stuff as well. Uh, but Gavsborg's like the producer of that group or whatever. Um, and it's just like a certain kind of music that I find really resonates with me in a very particular way. And I think like in the way that the talking about the last song being very geographical and about all about like specific geography, I think this kind of music's interesting because it's very kind of non-geographical, but I kind of think it's, it has this kind of like modern quality where it makes me think a lot about, it feels like, uh, it sounds kind of like the internet. It's not like PC music level, but it's interesting because it's kind of like music like that that's being made. You know, it's similar to music I've heard coming out of London and like America and like various other places, well, the UK actually, but I'm thinking of certain London artists. But it's interesting that it's like, you know, stuff is starting to spread via the internet and like the, you know, the, we're talking about scenes before, we're talking about the Bristol scene, but I actually think like there's increasingly like shared cultural scenes that are, totally patched just on a little TikTok scroll <laughs> talking about the internet <laughs> it's Twitter not TikTok oh, okay watching TikTok, TikTok videos video on, Twitter. on Twitter yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though like you know there were the like this is a this is a place that exists that everyone has and everyone shares from all over the world and actually you get incohesive that's the fascinating thing about these videos and memes is it's like something as nuanced as humour is like totally shared by all these people all over the world and it's like it feeds into each other and it's interesting yeah like things that you know you could imagine or you know like cultural tropes are quite specific and there are specific humours and things to each country but also there's like another developing vibe that is like very much just like you know the the nation is the nation of internet people yeah. or young people or you know like future now and future generations you know and um, the video is of someone spinning a donut on a parasol and then throwing a Nicolas Cage uh, cushion through a basketball hoop <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good it's quite impressive actually <laughs> what whoa that's what? actually that's sick <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is dope that's, that's some fun must have taken a few though. guys <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah so i mean that's great though i love that guy made that thing who lives there and people all over the world will watch it and enjoy like the various abstractions and there's lots of deep levels to why that's funny and also on a base level it's just very funny but it's also cool that like really different people over the world find that funny. Yeah. I wonder how that whole culture is going to get archived at some point. Because yeah. I really, sometimes I struggle so much with having to search a meme. Yeah. And if I haven't saved it, it's just like none. I mean, how would you search that yeah. video? It's and impossible. My, now, my favorite ever uh, YouTube video is gone. I can't find it. 
it was called the weirdest rave in the oh, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like some people, like about six people in, um, in like a park in New York, isn't it? What's, what's like the New Central York, Park? Central Park. Um, like in the daytime, probably like, yeah, morning time. And they've like, they've all, they're all like really weird in very different ways. And they're all, they've all just got like really weird dances. Um, yeah. And they're all just like completely going for it. So it's just like them for a bit, just doing like these really crazy dances. And then it cuts this little kid just like looking at them like they're total weirdos. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but it's gone. I can't find it. Yeah. I've had that experience a few times as like, someone who's watched videos on the internet for quite a long time and like you know like also watching it change like I've been on YouTube since pretty much the beginning and someone actually commented on one of the videos recently and was like what you're an, a YouTube OG like respect and then I went and like looked at my watched videos and like some of the first ones were like from 2005 or whatever that I commented on and it'd be someone doing like a stop motion where it's just like you know something really crappily moving and my comment was like wow really creative man well done like, yeah. and now obviously it's like so incredible you know like it's insane what people make and how like nuanced it is but that was like the you know the germination of that kind of like and that guy's that been vibe. following your your comments it wasn't the same guy it was someone else I don't know but yeah anyway so this song I mean isn't that related to all the things I just said in a way like, <laughs> all you know it's all something a big about web. the yeah, yeah, internet yeah. Yeah, yeah it's all connected and stuff you know blah 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 yeah yeah <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine.
fine. That was a really nice track. Thank you for bringing it in. Um, yeah. And it made you think of a track. Yeah, yeah. It got me pretty excited about going out tonight. <laughs> feeling feeling the boogie tunes now. Um, yeah, and we're, we're, you're going as well, aren't you? We're all going to I see sure yeah. Lolina. Um, yeah, and it's just one, one of the songs off her new EP um, called uh, What Is Power, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so, so good. I've been listening to it loads. She's asking all the right questions. Who's <laughs> <laughs> got it? 
Yeah, good stuff. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited for this tonight. It's also, I'm really thinking about how she's going to play it live. Mm. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. I hope it's groovy, you know. Yeah. I think like it has, it's got elements of that in that, of that like <clears throat> kind of post-punky dub disco vibe that we yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, especially that one. Especially that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm quite up for some of that energy. Yeah. Definitely. Last, last time we saw her, it was like half the set was like, huge build-ups and like nearly yeah, dropping yeah, 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 and there was tons of times where it's just like oh oh and then it kind of dropped for a second and then it was like oh and then it kind of stopped and <laughs> um, it was just like all like really wonky beats and such yeah. wonky beats but um but then and then for like the last half of the set it was like yeah she, she fully like <laughs> worked that build-up and yeah, then went yeah. for it I kind of think she was like intentionally deconstructing it all as well. And I think there, and we were like in the zone for, for dancing and we were just like, I was actually starting to get a bit frustrated and I was like, I hope this isn't going to be so conceptual that she actually doesn't deliver the drop because I was just like, I need to like have a dance now, definitely as I get to that point. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, like toying with that. And I think one of the tracks is, you know, she has themes of like what is music and why is dance music and stuff. Yeah. But then, yeah, she actually just like gave us what we want at the end for a solid like half an hour of like yeah. jungle and bits, which was really great. It was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be smart and still, you know, fun. yeah, fun, deliver the goods, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, should I, do, should I do the next one? Um, I the other one I another one I've got is uh, it's Sam Gendel who is a American saxophonist. He's uh, incredibly prolific. He's really good. He's like constantly churning out really good music. <laughs> um, but this was from an album that he made with his partner's like twelve year old sister, um, and she sings in it. So it's, it's Sam Gendel and Antonia Citronovich. We were we were we were talking earlier about how how maybe to pronounce it. Um, I may have got that wrong, but um, but yeah, and it's 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 really nice. What's it called? It's called uh, Wandering Waiting. And she's twelve, right? Which is interesting. And she is twelve. Um, yeah, yeah. She just like has a really good voice, um, and it like suits the vibe really nicely. It's that kind of like uh, nice, vaguely jazzy. Um, Kind of like uh, remember tasty morsels, yeah. That that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, sweet like short self-contained ditties is what I think a lot about with Sam Gendel because he just like uh, yeah puts out quite a lot of um, mm. music that's of that style where it's just like a a little short hit of something really nice and cozy. Um, it's obviously very varied, but like he he does quite a lot of mixtapes that are like you know just bits that i've been working on that are each two minutes long and not necessarily full songs um mm. which i like very much it's like kind of not too precious about it and mm. just being like i'm just making nice music here it is <laughs> i'm the exact opposite i'm very precious with music but i've always like wanted to be less precious it would be nice to be able to just like <clears throat> you know put out ideas and sketches and not like yeah you know like be too worried about it if yeah, you know yeah. What i mean and that's definitely like if you start off in that way and you can like be like that then you know just have a much chiller time of it all probably. yeah no, totally it's the thing he like you know he does he does make 
like like full songs um but is also yeah constantly like i swear every few months i get a bandcamp notification like sam gendel's released a new piece of music it's like oh sh- mm. that's 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 soon yeah yeah <laughs> but it's yeah it's all great carl bell does that as well he's mm. like i got um he's on bandcamp he's got like it's called like the freshwater fanship or something and it's basically just like five pound a month or something like that and you just get all these albums right. all on these made and all the ones he puts up and he puts up like you know three or four albums a year probably and I mean it's not all necessarily great but like it's just a cool way of doing stuff you know, his thing is just like you know he's just sharing it and people I guess it's like the kind of Patreon model it's like you're kind of supporting yeah. him by giving him a bit of something and then you know he can just do his business and yeah. just crack on like yeah that's where I like peddling it too much or anything I mean you need to be like enough established to do that I guess that you know, people will support you doing that and you don't have to like promote it too hard or anything. Mm. But that'd be like a great position to be in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, subscribe to our Patreon that we will be setting up immediately after this.
Okay. So nice. Thank you, Pat. We're bringing, that's probably yeah. the youngest vocalist we've had in the show yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah, Someone right. has to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Her, her, her like voice is really nice and suits it really well. Lovely nice. stuff. Uh, my next one yes. is a bit of a plug, but also... A plug? A plug, but also a good song. So it's, it's twofold purpose-wise. <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> It's Able Noise, who are a band uh, who yes. we are kind of like, we made like music pen pals with them over COVID. They're like one member's Greek and one's Dutch and they live between Greece and Holland. And like, um, why did we, oh yeah, I, I like wanted to put a song, one of their songs in a mix we did. So I like messaged them, we ended up kind of becoming like email friends for quite a while. And then we ended up, we played together a couple of times and they are kind of coming to play with us in Bristol in December. Mm-hmm. And also we're playing with them on a bit on our tour when we're away. Yeah, in um, Rotterdam and Amsterdam. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. joined us in some gigs. But yeah, this song's from... Uh, and The Hague. Com- and The Hague, which is where they're from, ha- Halfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from a compilation that's like um, a record shop called World of Echo from London who released our e- in Spring EP. And they're doing like a compilation for their fourth birthday. And it's got like a track with, that we made. And mm-hmm. it's got a couple tracks that Pat did solo. And it's got them on and like Valentina Magaletti and Still House Plants mm-hmm. and various bits and bobs. I think it's like, it's really big. It's like two records, but I think it's like... It's like 20 songs or something. More than that. I Is think it? it's like 90 minutes of music or something. It's oh, quite yeah. long. It's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> It's available for pre-order now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying this like, we're not going to get much money from it, any, but like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like a nice shop and label and they're like, yeah, they're good. Yeah. Good eggs. Um, yeah, so this is their track off that, off that compilation.
<laughs> we were just talking about how um, it's really nice with this that it feels like you said, Pat, that on paper it's guitar and drums. Mm. But there's, yeah, because they work with it in such a textural way, it becomes something completely yeah, different it's, as well. It's, 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 yeah, it's so much more full and oh, it's so good. <laughs> mm. um, I have one more song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Uh, we played a gig in Liverpool um, a couple months ago and um, stuck around in the bar for a little bit afterwards and had a little pint. And um, our friend, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, our friend James, who uh, put the night on, James Mars, who runs a label called Lorelei's In, there's a plug. Um, big shout out to James Mars. Big shout out to James Mars. But he, um, yeah, he was like uh, DJing a little bit at the end and then just like left his stick on shuffle and this song came on. I asked him what it was and he said he didn't he didn't know and I had a little look and like looked up and stuff. But um it's great. It's like um it's it's by someone called Otis Sanzia. Mm-hmm. Um and it's called I think uh, Tremendous. Uh it, it but spelt differently, I'm not sure. Uh part two. Um but yeah, he's like a Swedish saxophonist. Um and yeah, it's a cool song because it kind of like it feels like it's like there's a little bit of like vaguely dancey drums early on and it feels like it's kind of like building to this thing um but it never like fully drops but you still kind of it's still uh uh i was gonna say vibey (laughs) 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 it's still vibey Thank you. 
Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, truly it, vibey. <laughs> we, were, we were saying while I was playing, like, it, um, yeah, it feels like a house track that's just, like, about to drop the whole time. <laughs> so those bits where it's like, Whoa. What's it like? It's like, There's <laughs> <laughs> arm gestures that you can't see that went with that. <laughs> kind of like this, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you were saying, uh, oh, it's Eric Prince was who that Fortet remix was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Sonny was saying about a... Um, you can say it. Well, Sonny was saying about, um, there was like a big, uh, a, a, a semi-viral video of like Fortet DJing in Ibiza or something and he was playing like his um, remix of like an Eric Prids track that was like a 10 minute build up about to drop that never really drops and the whole crowd is just like looks you can see them just like ready to drop and just like whoa here we go and then it never quite does <laughs> um, pretty harsh considering what I was saying earlier about Lalina as well like I wouldn't wish yeah. that on anyone because I know how the training is when you're in the mood like yeah <laughs> be hypocritical of me to endorse that kind of behaviour it's funny though it's funny though <laughs> <laughs> this one is full of drops the next one yeah yeah this is yeah this is another one to get us ready for the night out um <laughs> it's oh is this actually the last track of the show I think so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's exciting what could possibly this finish off this is the off? drop of the show yeah in a way um um, yeah, it's more it's more classical guitar. Um, it's uh, back lute suites, um, and it's called. It's got like a crazy long name because they all do. And I recently learned what like the format of a of a suite is, which I didn't. Did you know? What's the format of a suite? <laughs> Spill it. Um, that there was like. It's like five different dances of the time and the composers would write a yeah like they'd have like a prelude which was like the theme and then they'd have like a, a gig which was like a type of dance and a and a um saraband or sarabande which is mm. yeah there were so there's like five different dances so you'd like each one would be appropriate yeah like a house yeah. version yeah. like a dub edit yeah. And then like, yeah, yeah like a UK garage. Exactly. Version stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one's a Bore, a uh, loop suite in E minor. Um, yeah. And it is actually pretty, Go on. pretty danceable. Yeah. Maybe we should say, um, Thank you for today before playing it and then kind of let the track play as like the grand finale of yeah, the, yeah. Okay, it's a pretty of weird the show. Ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so with this uh, loot suite, I want to say thank you so much for bringing all of this lovely music. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us. You. Yeah. Very yeah. fun. Very vibey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And um, I guess this is actually the last proper proper episode of Pookie as well so thank you to oh, really? yeah, the oh. listener but um, maybe there'll be one finale episode mm-hmm. to be continued but uh, thank you so much all three of you I really really enjoyed it yeah, yeah it's been really fun yeah, it's been-